Unfortunately, I didn't start recording, so our listeners don't get to hear that that me getting mad at you about something. <laughs> We're really failing the Pace the Nation Nation today. <laughs> I know, because that's what they're here for. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back. Back for episode 249 of Pace the Nation. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Excited to have a full crew with me today. A big show to get to. And to get us through the show, across from me, it's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Today is my birthday. It is. I am 39 years old today. Correct. And it's a very anticlimactic birthday, just like this 249th episode that we're having today. <laughs> would have right, been so on. much better hey, if it was like the, the 250th. Maybe right. I was hitting a round number. Don't sell this episode short. We haven't even gotten into it. Okay. It's going to be a good Sorry, one. sorry, sorry. We it's going to be a great our, show. <laughs> we do have our other co-host on the phone. It's William e. Docs. Docs, what's up? Yeah, you're annoyed, co-host. We just went through the whole pre-show. Julie, I knew it was your birthday. I didn't think you were going to say anything, and that's how I was going to open the show. <laughs> I was going to wish you yep. a happy birthday, but you wished yourself uh, a happy birthday before yeah. I could do it on air. But happy birthday. I'm well, sorry. Well, I'm let's, sorry. Let's do this. Let's wish Docs a it's happy birthday. It's very arrogant of me. Let's wish Docs a happy birthday. Um, I oh, think as we recorded last week, you're way too I think late. it was his birthday. <laughs> way too late. Well... You know, I, I don't I don't love to do like a, the Facebook thing or the text, you know, hey, happy birthday, just the you know, it's it, too it, much pressure for no, you to have to remember. I no, I it's fine. I just feel like once you start going down that rabbit hole of wishing everybody a happy birthday on Facebook or whatever, it's like you got to where does it stop? Where do you stop wishing people happy birthdays? You know? I mean, well, you stop so you just for don't the say people you all. don't like. So if you don't <laughs> if you don't like somebody you don't wish them a happy birthday if you do like somebody then you do wish them a happy birthday. Now I think that's good. Yeah. Uh so if Chris doesn't say happy birthday to you he doesn't like you. That's clear. Um by the way you well, didn't so say happy birthday to me. So That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> until now, yeah, a week late. That's not that's a happy unbirthday. That's an Alice in that's, Wonderland that's thing. True. So um I, I do have to jump on board. I, I am totally against and totally out on the wishing bir happy birthday on social media. Uh, yeah. or, or especially like if you're one of my siblings and you, w and, and you only wish me happy birthday on a social media Correct. form that you know that I haven't been on in seven years. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and that's checking the box? No, that's a no-no. That's not even checking the box. Yeah, that's, that, that just doesn't work. But yeah, social media, wishing happy birthday, I'm out on. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I'm okay with the, the text. The text message is good because that's, that's basically a private conversation. That's true. All right. I apologize. Next year I will on September <laughs> wish you a happy birthday. Dude, I, I am um, so going to edit that date out. Nobody, I don't want people knowing my birthday. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that's true. Well, they could do the math, I think, but. All right, well, let me let me retract that. 
All right, well, next year when your birthday comes, I will wish you a happy birthday over text. That's what I'll do. Um, and, and if not, you will have proven the theory true. Either way, right? Yeah, if you don't, true. that means you don't like docs. I know. And if you do, it means it's you so, do it's like so docs. It's not genuine at this point. Whatever I do next year is going to be not genuine now that we've set this whole thing up. So maybe we just forget we had this whole conversation. Yeah, but let's talk about a let's talk about a couple more birthday topics. First of all, Julie, you say that your birthday is is uh, not is anticlimactic. Uh, birthdays once you hit twenty four, birthdays are anticlimactic. Twenty three right. is a cool age. Uh, yep. Twenty four, it's over, and and uh, we are adults. So you know, like you can almost say like once you're like I don't know eighteen. No, okay, I'll, I'll stick with the 24. You can celebrate your birthdays till you're 24. But as an adult, who cares? I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's just another day. Wow, you guys are making me feel awful. <laughs> it's like, can't I just have one day to yeah, feel a little true. bit more can't, special? I yeah. got I got beautiful cards from the boys today. That you doesn't did. happen any yeah. other day. That's yeah, that's true. No, but that's because the kids are, are under 24, so it means something to them. <laughs> I'm saying Correct. I'm saying That's the exchange true. between two grown adults is is uh, unnecessary. Docs, yeah. why is 23 still significant? Well, there's a lot of good songs where they talk about reference being 23. <laughs> All right. It's a song thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a music right. industry thing you wouldn't understand. Oh. Right. Well, <laughs> that Well, that makes sense then. All right. Well, we got a big show to get to and I want to set it up now if I could. Uh, really excited to be joined on the Random Row Hotline by an individual who put on a trail race last week. He is the proprietor of EX2 Races. Andy Bacon will be joining us today on the phone. He's going to talk about the race that he put on, the trail race that he put on last weekend. So really excited to talk to Andy. We're doing some stuff with uh, with Andy and, and, and EX2 with Pacers Running, a great partner of Pacers Running. Excited to talk to Andy about his race and, and what he's got coming up next. Uh, so we'll have Andy on the show in just a moment. Also in today's program, uh, we've got some some a couple of news stories running related. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what Ryan Hall did. We'll talk about uh, another cross-country team that uh, unfortunately is getting cut. Um, we'll also talk about local ultra marathon running star uh, John Kelly and what he did. Also uh, on today's program, uh, we've got a Pace the Nation story. Last week we talked about the bear, uh, so we'll give you a quick update on that. Uh, but this other Pace the Nation story that is just all Pace the Nation uh, from Jen Runs with Dogs, we'll talk, to, talk about what she did. And then a couple of Arlington County stories, one that was really odd and disturbing. Uh, the other one, uh, the Bridges of Arlington docs will uh, let us know and fill us in what's going on there. It's the Bridges of Arlington County. Show Bridges s- of Arlington County. Yeah, yes. show some respect to Barbara Streisand, will you? <laughs> yeah, is this a movie? No, it's, it's just a play on words. All right. Well, we, or a book. We we actually don't know what what that is, but I'm excited to have uh, Docs kind of fill us in on the bridges of Arlington County. Oh well, in that uh, case, but, lower your expectations. <laughs> but before we get to Andy and the EX2 races, uh, Andy Bacon, 
Um, you know, it's a name I can pronounce, so I really am excited about that. Uh, also, you know, I, I don't know any other Bacons other than the actor. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And what is, and, and I, I was excited to ask you this, Docs, because I think there's some, like, some game that you everybody plays with Kevin Bacon. I, and the audience Six is degrees like of Kevin Bacon. Hair. Yes, that's what it is. Six degrees of – I was racking my brain. I knew the audience was pulling their hair out, yelling at their uh, yelling at their phones listening to this podcast. It's six – that's what it was. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And what what's the premise of six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Well, I think it's easier now. Uh, but when the game first started, it, I, I believe the game actually started. People are going to hate this. Julie's going to hate this too. Uh, mm-hmm. But I believe the game started by some uh, people at UVA before we went to school there. Really? Uh, yeah. But it, it, it was this thing where you name an actor and then you have to name uh, six movies or, or six other actors. So you name like Yoda. And then you say, well, Yoda was in Empire Strikes Back with Harrison Ford. And then Harrison Ford was in this movie with this person. And, and, and within right. six moves, you have to get to Kevin Bacon. And when they, okay. when they started the game, I think it was a challenge. But I think now Kevin Bacon's IMD page is like uh, only short of Nicolas Cage as far as career movies. So the game should not be Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon anymore. It should be what movie was this person in with Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Okay. So that's how, and, and you can get to it quickly. It, it, it's, it's okay as long as you get it within six. So if you get it in three, you still that still achieves what you want, right? If you get it in three, you get more points, probably. Got it. Okay. Um, also, kind of another um, uh, interesting note about Kevin Bacon, as we were about to talk to Andy Bacon. Can I just interrupt uh, he, and ask, what the heck yes. are we doing? <laughs> I, like, this I is, this is non sequitur <laughs> even for me. <laughs> I was bringing it back. Kevin Bacon, former... Pacers running customer in Old Town Alexandria. He was in town. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, that's that was my long way of getting to the fact that Kevin Bacon, to make it about me and Pacers, shopped at Pacers. I believe he's in a band, and he was in town for um, you know something for his band, promoting something with his band, and he shopped at Pacers. So a runner, Kevin Bacon, a runner. Yeah. Bought a bought a pair of shorts. Long my, shorts? Um, yeah. Were they long shorts? It was long shorts, yes. Long shorts. So I'm a big Kevin Bacon fan. Yeah, obviously. But, Name one movie. <laughs> um, wasn't he in uh, Animal House, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you, not in Animal House. I, I would say like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you, you are probably the worst player of that game in the history of the game. <laughs> All right, that's that's probably true. Not in Animal House. He was in some kind of like movie like that, though, I believe. I don't know. I All think right. you're thinking of The Invisible Man. <laughs> Actually, Kevin Bacon was in Animal House. Bang! Yes, he was. Uh, see, he was. He was in. Yes, so, he was. He was in so many things, Docs. Uh, to your point, of his IMDb page. <laughs> I cannot so believe you just got Docs. <laughs> wow. I don't think he was. I don't think he had a credited role in in Animal House. I still don't want to give you credit for that. 
Animal House, Kevin Bacon. It's one of like six movies Chris has ever seen. So yeah, I think so. I think. I think. I don't know why that came to mind. All right. So I was right. Uh, chalk went up for Farley. Doc's zero. Oh, this is my last show. <laughs> right. There's no coming back from this. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's make the smooth transition from Kevin Bacon to Andy Bacon. Uh, he is the owner of EX2 Races. He put on a trail race this past weekend. Really excited to have the race director and owner of EX2 Races, Andy Bacon. He joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Julie, we are excited to be joined on the Random Row Brewery Hotline. Our buddy from EX2 Adventure Races, it's Andy Bacon. Andy, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you, Chris? We are doing well, man. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and, and we're going to talk all about uh, the race you put on this past weekend, which is super exciting, uh, your races that you've done, what you've been going through. But before we get on into that, we, we just went on this, and I'm sorry to do this, but we went on this tangent about you know your last name being Bacon. Uh, the Kevin, we went on the Kevin Bacon tangent. Kevin Bacon, by the way, shopped at Pacers one time. Um, so uh, I, I was asking Docs about the six degrees of separation. So you're familiar with the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon, or you know, and, and I've, I've, I'm sure I've heard it once or twice. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. And, and how often do you um, you know have to deal with a conversation like that? Julie is cringing as I ask these questions. <laughs> You know, so as you can imagine, growing up with the last name Bacon uh, made for an interesting childhood at times, but mm -hmm. most everybody was really cool about it. But I tell you, ever since, like, I don't know, like adulthood, most people, when they, like, hear my last name, they're like, oh, that's so awesome. Or they're like, I love Bacon. Like, one of the two. So I, I, I rarely get, like, you know, the, you know the, the stuff when I was a kid, you know, being like, you know, crispy Bacon and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Do you like bacon? Is that a decent question to ask? Like, do you do you have the last name Bacon and actually just hate bacon? No, no, no. I'm I'm a big fan. Absolutely, okay. a big All fan. Right. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, do you like totally. Kevin Bacon movies? There's plenty to choose from. You know, I do, and he's a pretty good musician too. Yeah, you know? I mean, so yeah. He, he's a pretty talented dude. So I, yeah. All right. So you're a fan. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Very important that we got that out of the way. Are we going to ask him if he's related to him? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Are you <laughs> I assume not related. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. So now that we got that covered, Andy, uh, excited to have <laughs> you on the program. Um, Man, it's been a crazy year, uh, but you put on a race uh, last weekend, which is awesome. We want to get into all that. But before we do, kind of give me uh, and give our audience the history of you know you and EX2 Races and how you uh, became the owner and race director of this great series of races. Thanks. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. So uh, oddly enough, uh, this year is our 20th anniversary as a company. So EX2, 20th year. So we picked a heck of a year to yeah. celebrate being around for a while. Um, yeah. So, so I, I didn't start the company. So a good friend of mine, Jim Harmon, um, who grew up in the area, started EX2 back in 2000 with a single race, uh, Venture Quest. It was an adventure race that he had at, at Hemlock Overlook. And over several years, he sort of uh, grew the company. Uh, actually, was had a different job when he started it, but eventually, after a few years, uh, went full time as an event promoter. 
uh, and uh, kind of grew it to you know five events, then ten events, then fifteen, and so on. And uh, my first experience with with EX2 was was back in two thousand four, um, and it, it so happened it was the first year that EX2 ever put on. At the time, it was called like the EMS Off Road Triathlon, but it became the the Xterra Off Road Triathlon, part of the Xterra series. But this is back in 2004. I had no idea what I was doing with the triathlon, no idea what the X2 was, um, but just randomly found it because that was sort of something I was getting into at the time. Uh, fast forward a couple years, uh, when my wife and I were dating, we would go to X2 like Backyard Burns, uh, which is our spring and fall trail running series, as like dates. Um, and then uh, a couple years after that, um, sort of my friends and, and Jim, the, the former owner's friends, kind of started melding a little bit. And so we became sort of like this, just a little bit, a little bit closer. Uh, in 2010, I started a side business putting on just adventure racing hmm. uh, called Advent- Adventure Addicts Racing uh, mm-hmm. with my good friend Michelle, and she still runs that uh, today. But actually, I got out, uh, so I did the adventure addicts like as a part-time side gig for like five years. But after my first daughter was born, it got kind of too much. I was working full time, you know, had a small kid at home plus doing these things on the weekend. I was like, Oh my God, I can't do it. So I actually told Michelle, I'm like, I can't, I can't do both. And I had no intention of getting back into the uh, event production business. Like, and what was all. your full-time job at the time? So I did uh, technology consulting in one shape, form or another. Mm-hmm. Um, over the over the years um yeah so you know randomly it was uh 20 no when was it uh, end of 2016 i got a an email from jim and he was like hey man let's go have a beer <laughs> and, and, I, and i'm like okay it was like december or what did i do i know right i'm like well it wasn't that i mean we were right. buddies so i'm right. like okay sure. whatever you yeah. know and right. so we went to have a beer we met over in Reston town center i can like picture it and he's like so andy I'm moving. And he's like, I'm either going to Colorado or I'm going to North Carolina, but I want to keep EX2 going. And I think you'd be an awesome fit to kind of wow. carry, carry the torch. And I was like, huh, didn't see that coming at all. So <laughs> so I went home, told my wife, and she was immediately like, you're going to do it, right? I'm like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> you weren't sure. No she idea. was like, I, we're in. Well, she, you know, she had been a part of the community almost as long as I have, you know, and she loves it. And uh, anyway, so long story short, uh, you know, a couple months go by, we figure out kind of how it's going to work for Jim, how it's going to work for me, and and I committed to do it. And so basically all of 2017, I kind of worked um, as a staff member, basically, like did all the operations, kind of learned every single job that we have to put on events. And then I would work with Jim, like, you know, on a weekend or randomly like a couple hours during the week as he was like getting ready to put on the event, like putting a volunteer plan together, a staff plan, like permits, stuff like that. And and he kind of showed me like historically how things were done, uh, which was amazing. And then uh, Jim moved at the end of 2017 and 2018 was my first full-time season run in the company. Wow. Um, yeah, but it, it was a, it's kind of a weird road to get there, but um yeah, it's awesome. That's, it's, that's been a, awesome. It's, been a, it's been such a great experience. I've learned, you know, I'll tell you, I'm sure you know as a small business owner, you learn something every day. And uh, it's been 
it's been amazing. Well, you've you've done uh, probably more learning this year uh, than you have in yeah. the entire entire last <laughs> twenty years of the company. Um, and so, it's been, uh, it's been it's been a crazy year. Um, so let's fast forward uh, to kind of where we are now in this year. Um, yeah. So, you know. What was your what was the moment where you kind of realized that this you know did did you do any races this year before the pandemic hit What was the moment you realized that this was going to be a different year Yeah, it's a good question. So this year started out like awesome. Um, so we started our season early, like March first. Um, we had our first spring backyard burn at Wakefield, and it was awesome. Sold out, super fun. Actually, our first several races were sold out kind of earlier than they normally do. And uh, it was awesome. I mean, coronavirus wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, literally we got done with that race, and we had another race uh, scheduled for the 14th of or 14th or 15th of March, that Sunday, whatever it was. And, you know, that's when everything started happening. Um, that Wednesday before our next race, um, you know, the county kind of shut everything down. So we, 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 we canceled. Uh, and by Sunday of that, weekend which was going to be our next race day like fairfax county public schools were closed like everything was like wow. yep we're done we're done for a while and it happened like literally that fast um you know and so we had another race coming up the end of march that one got um canceled as well um but at that point like we didn't know what, how long it was going to last like anybody right we were like well okay well maybe it's a month you know maybe it's whatever and i didn't cancel stuff like april may june for a while right you know until until things became became more clear but yeah it was it was um it was that quick and and i remember it because it was like um it just happened so fast right and then you just kind of go in like reaction mode where you're like okay well i got to figure out what am, what am i going to do with these people who are signed up right and how am i going to make sure they're treated fairly and uh but it's it's you almost didn't have too much time to get stressed about it because there was so like so much operational stuff to do and the right. stress didn't sink stink in for a little while so, um, so you have, so describe to our listeners, our races, a lot of them are familiar with them. You got 18 races. They're all trail races, different locations all, throughout Northern Virginia and this area. Yeah. So, so of the 18, you know, we have, um, about, you know, say give or take 14 or so trail running races. We do a lot in Fairfax County. That's our spring and fall backyard burn series. Uh, we do a summer series up in Montgomery County called the Blue Crab Bolts. Um, we got a triathlon out in Western Maryland at, at Rocky Gap State Park, which is an awesome place. Uh, we do a gravel grinder out in, out in Loudoun County, and then we have one event in PG County. But we're like heavily based, like any direction around DC, but all kind of within the immediate suburbs, uh, all trail. Um, yeah. And so you're out. I mean, so you guys are outside. probably set out up as well as anybody because um, you're yes. outside. I mean, yep. you're the nature of your races is somewhat socially distant right because it's is it single track like yeah tell us it about is that. it is you know so um i would say we you know of all the events we are sort of well positioned to 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 come back sooner which i think was one of the main reasons that we were able to have an event this past weekend you know our events are they're not huge right you know so a big event for us is like 300 350 starters mm -hmm. right um you know, so you have the really the points of congregation are the starting line, obviously, like people checking in and then afterwards, you know, once you're once you're on the trail, you know, there are single track trails so you are not like on wide streets. So the, the space is a little bit limited, like for passing and stuff. 
Um, but we're not talking huge, huge numbers. Um, but, but really, I mean, again, you know, when the, when the county and when the state kind of shut things down to basically no gatherings at all, and then, you know, gatherings of 25 or 50, you know, even, even in events like ours, there was only, really, we didn't have a choice, right? You know, right. there was nothing, nothing for us to do. And the timing wasn't, wasn't right, really, for a long time to try to bring an event back. You know, people weren't ready for it, in my opinion. So speaking of the people, your customer base, got a great customer base who probably signed up for most of your, your races before the year even starts or, you know, they're, they're yeah. signed up for races at the beginning of the year that happened at the end of the year. How did they react to you canceling and how tough was that? You know, it was, uh, it was very difficult for me because, you know, I've canceled races before because of weather and stuff like that, but, but I've never like canceled a race without really knowing like what's coming next you know uh so that was a new experience for me and and i have to say everybody i mean 99.999 percent of the people were incredibly uh understanding mm-hmm. and and even more than that i would say they were they're supportive because they knew what was going on i mean they said it was it wasn't just my events getting canceled right everybody was getting canceled of course and uh so everybody was awesome i mean so i would say i mean i could count on one hand out of lots of people who registered who gave me any sort of slack at all and, and it was very very limited and so that's, i was very thankful very thankful for that that's uh, great i mean that's great yeah, that the, yeah. i mean the running community has been i agree with you very understanding but yeah. doesn't make doesn't mean it isn't tough um you know talk about no. maybe some of your low points during this pandemic i mean i know personally i was like man i can't believe after all these years of business like EX2 or Pacers have been in business, we could lose it all within a, a couple months. That's how I felt. How did you feel? Same. I, I tell you. So, you know, it, it's it's up and down all the time, right? You know, just in the normal course of business. And then you throw in something, you know, what's going on in the last six months. And I, I say, like, March was sort of, like, very reactionary. Like, it was so fast. Like, it was just like, okay, get do all the operational stuff and don't have time to be stressed. But April, I would say is when it really started to sink in a little bit because I got past the initial, like, okay, just operationally cancel events, you know, issue credits, refunds, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, Oh man, like what's, what do I do next? Right. And, and so April I'd say was like a really scary time because my wife is a small business owner as well and her business. So she's a real estate agent. And like back in the spring, we were having conversations like, oh my God, like what if she can't like, for example, go in somebody's house, like right. her business is going to be like completely shuttered and I can't put it that like, And we're like literally having a conversation, like what are we going to do? You know? Right. And that was like a really, really scary time. Um, for, you know, then it started to stabilize a little bit, you know, the industry sort of came together like April, May and said, okay, well, what can we do? And, the, and then you saw this whole big spawn of all these virtual events, you know, and so we, we pivoted a little bit and did some virtual stuff. Um, but I'll tell you, one, one other thing that made it really real for me was actually not until a little bit later, like July. So over the last couple of years, you know, you kind of get to know your, your partners, right? You know, so who your suppliers are, you know, by name, and you, and you get to know them as people. Well, within like a couple week period, I learned that uh, Fleet Feet Gaithersburg, so up in up in Gaithersburg, they yep. were they were involved in our summer races. They decided to close up shop, yep. and I knew Eileen uh, and, and Ethan like well. And then Rainbow Racing, the company that we use for bibs, 
they shut their doors. Our Portageon company based in Vienna, they went out of business. Wow. Uh, and this was all like within like two weeks. I mm. learned about all this stuff. And, I, and these are all people I know, you know, and I was like, wow, this is like getting really, really real, you know? Um, and so that I was like, oh my goodness, like, uh, yeah, so that was that was. That was that is, and, um, and I mean, I think that you know, one of the times that you, that you and Julie and I were, we maybe the first time you met Julie was yeah. you were at one of our mutual friends slash vendor of yours, Brian Knight. Yes, Brian, Brian, yeah, yeah who yeah. who swim bike run photography, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's guys like that you don't think about that no. are, are are negatively impacted, and it's just it's awful, it's terrible. It is, and, and it's and it's so wide, you know. Um, the impacts are really, really broad, and it's um, it's it's hard to think about, you know, uh, especially when you people you know, right? They put their blood, sweat, and tears into their business for years and years and years and years, and then something comes along and it's just too much. Um, my heart really goes out to, to people who have to go through that. It's it's hard. Well, props to you for for you know turning turning around the best you can and staying positive. Um, you did some yeah. virtual stuff. Tell us about the virtual, and then let's get to the race that you just put on. Yeah, man. So the virtual stuff. So I know you guys followed this really, really closely too. kind of what was going on with everybody transitioning to virtual stuff. And we, we took baby steps uh, in sort of May and June. And I kind of just said, OK, well, we can't do it in person like backyard burn. And so I said, well, if you want to just do a virtual thing, we'll do it. And I literally had no idea what I was doing. I never put on a virtual race before. And we, we, we put it together and it turned out to be a really great success. We, we um I lined up a charity partner, so we raised money for the Capital Area Food Bank and, and ended up raising, I think, like five or $6,000 for the, the food bank, which was, like, amazing. Um, and plus, we got people outside. We got, like, some more community kind of building that people were really missing. Um, and then we did a, a bigger virtual event in July. I ended up having to cancel a our, our big summer series, the Blue Crab Bowl, and so we did a virtual challenge, and that was it turns out actually our biggest event ever. We had 828 wow. people sign up for that, which I That's literally incredible. Was, yeah, I was. That's I more than what you would have in an in-person race. Oh yeah, almost twice as much as wow. we'd have in a normal race, which really blew my mind. And we had some great charity partners for that, and it worked. Um, it, it worked out great, you know, and it made. It it, it just was something to um, again brought a lot of people together, which is something that that I miss a lot, and I know a lot of people our events missed that as well you know um, so it was a wasn't a great wasn't like the perfect substitute but it was something you know that's awesome um yeah. so you, you you execute those and then yeah when do you decide to start looking again i'm sure you're talking to these jurisdictions and permitting yep. and all that stuff throughout but when do you decide to try to execute this one in september yeah it's, it's a great question so so before so before i canceled the blue crab bolt in the summer and that first race was like june 27th uh, like early June, I put out a survey, uh, and it went to everybody who was registered for that series. And I asked them basically like a bunch of questions. But one of those questions I said was like, "When, when do you think you feel ready to come back to an in-person race?" Hmm. And there was a really good percentage of people who were like, "Yep, ready to go now." Mm -hmm. um, but it was say it was like fifty percent or so. Like we're like, "Yep, I'm ready today." But then I said, "Well, when would you feel comfortable coming back?" and by like September, it went up to like almost 90%. Wow. And so that gave that gave me a, an idea. I'm like, huh, okay, well, summer's probably too early. 
Uh, and there were some logistical reasons at the park that I couldn't pull them off because we had staggered starts and stuff. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But, mm-hmm. um, but we, we decided to cancel. And I said, okay, well, September, maybe it'll be all right. And so we had moved our Roserville Half Marathon, which was originally scheduled for March 29th. It was actually the second race we had to cancel. And we, and we moved it to Labor Day weekend. And so in middle of June, I started, you know, I've been following along with different timer forums and race director forums about ways to execute these events in a safe way. And so I put a plan together and I started socializing it with, with the Maryland Department of Natural Resources who um, operates Roserville State Park around mid-June. And I said, hey, I'm just thinking about this. You know, this is how I would do it. You know, let me know what you think. Kind of, you know, are you going to shoot me down right away or would right. you be open to talking about it? Well, about a month later, um, I got a call from like two, two bosses up, I guess, from the people I usually work with um, at that part of the, you know, the state. And he was like, well, I think here's what you got to do. He's like, you got to get county health department approval first. Uh, and he's like, I'm not exactly sure who that is, but you got to get it. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> and then when you get that, uh, I'll send your plan up, up the chain. So I literally like went to the PG County Health Department website and started looking for people to call because um, because we you know all our bases are in parks so we typically don't have to get health department or really anybody from like a municipality it's all parks mm-hmm. so so I talked to three or four people and they directed me to this this lovely woman who ended up ended up being the right person um, and she was like okay send me your plan I'll look at it and I'll get back to you so I sent a tour, to be honest with you, fully expecting not to hear anything back. I was like, this woman has so many more important things to do than like, look at my silly race, you know, with everything going on. I'm I'm like, I'm never going to hear back from her. Sure enough, like a week later, she wrote back and she's like, yep, just tweak it. So I had like checking groups of 30 people, which would be like 60 people at any given time, like in an area. She's like, take it to 25. That'll keep you at 50, which was the cap in PG County and still is. And she's like, you'll be good. Wow, and so that and that's what I did. She said, "You're good to go," and I was like, "Holy cow, it, that's it's going to happen!" And so then I, then I forwarded up to the you know DNR, and he's okay. Well, I have to get it approved by like so and so, and it turns out it had to go all the way up to like the second in command of all of Maryland DNR, and I'm like, "No chance that's going to happen, right?" <laughs> and uh, sure enough, they're like, "Yep, you're good to go." And I was wow. like, "Wow, it's actually going to happen." Well, that speaks to your plan, man. That, that your your plan that you put in front of them. Solid yeah, work. Yeah, it it's pretty. pretty uh, it's very, very very specific, and uh, you know, and I we we've we've had races for the last six years at Roserville, and always taken that relationship very seriously, like we do all our parks. And so we, you know, hopefully the reputation carried itself, you know, carried a little bit of weight, you know, and uh, but I was I was I was very careful and being very specific of what I was going to do and the precautions I was going to take, which is exactly, I think, what you kind of need to do uh, if you're going to get buy-off from folks who are, it's very easy for them to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about those yeah. specifics. So this was last sa- yeah. Saturday? Was it Saturday? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Sun- Sunday. Yep. Yep. All right. So yep. so a Sunday, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a half marathon, right? Half marathon and a 10K. And a 10K. So Sunday, uh, Sept- as we record here, the 10th, Sunday, September 6th was the race. Um, yep. You yep. said groups of 25. Tell us some more specifics, some uh, some other things that you guys ha- had to do to take precautions, because obviously you took it very seriously, which we think is great. Yeah. So so one of the things that's kind of unique 
and it, and it doesn't matter if it's like a trail run or a, a road race or whatever, like every venue is, is different, right? You know, the areas you have to stage in are different or whatever. And, and Roserville was actually like the perfect place to do this for the first time because we staged the event out of this massive field. It's probably like, I don't know, 50 acres. I mean, it's really, really big. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing we had to figure out was where are we going to put everybody? You know, even with small groups, you know, if it was like a, you know, 100 by 100 foot area, like it wouldn't work, right? And so right. what we did is we basically came up with a plan to kind of have like two main areas. One was where you check in and where you kind of start, like we call it like our start queue. And then another area where we had like the finish, where we had, you know, post race snacks and stuff like that. And and again, because it was Roserville, that was actually pretty easy because we had so much space to work with. The other thing was that was a little bit different. So normally when we do this race, we actually start the half marathon about an hour and 20 minutes before the 10K so that everybody finishes together. Mm-hmm. So we have like this festival sort of feel at the end. Well, that's exactly the opposite of what we wanted to do this time. And so what we did is we staggered the starts. Um, so uh, 25 people could check in every 15 minutes. And then once they check in, they go to the start queue and basically start almost immediately. Um, I had 12 check-in groups of 25 over three hours. Okay, wow. But what, but what I did was I actually started, uh, I started the 10K first uh, and then the half marathon second, which is a little bit maybe counterintuitive, but I, I did that because if I started the half marathon as first and then the 10K, some of the courses shared. And so you'd have like, half marathoners finish at the finishing at the same time as the 10k and overlapping on the course and i didn't want to do that so um so that was a big change that we we had to do um one so one of the things is so uh our timing technology so the way we capture start times and finish times or whatever up until this year has been the same for like the past 15 or 16 years and it's been you know, bib number space bar, bib number space bar, like, right. like almost, almost like pull tab, right? Right. Yep. Well, fortunate, not unknowingly, fortunately, I have been looking at a chip timing system for like the last two years. And in December, I bit the bullet and I bought a, a chip timing system. Wow. And thank goodness I yeah. did. Because, <laughs> I don't know how you would have done it. I don't know. How, because yeah. we wouldn't yeah. have been able to handle stagger right. charts. And so yeah. we right. did that. And along with that, we had this great like app to check people in. So, the reason why I bring it up is like the way we do check-in and the way the finish was, it was all touchless, right? Basically like you like barely hand some, it's like you're not even like within arm's length of somebody when you're checking somebody in because you just basically give them a bib. And then all the t-shirts and stuff were, were given out after the race, you know, so we had medals and t-shirts. That was after instead of before, mm-hmm. which was a, a big change. Um, mass. So mass was a big thing. So obviously, um, you know, there's a requirement to wear masks when you're, you know, in any public place. And so, although it wasn't a requirement to wear a mask outside, we, we said, hey, look, when you're, when you're checking in, when you're in the start queue, when you finish the event, please wear a mask. Even though we're outside and sure. it wasn't that crowded, it just makes everybody feel comfortable, right? Including us yep. um, and our volunteers. And so that worked out great. Everybody was super cool with it, and it wasn't a problem at all. So they, and then so they, when they you, check in with the mask. They're in the corral yep. in the mask with 25 people. They run the race. Yep. They can take their mask off, probably holding the mask, whatever, uh, and then That's right. finish yep. and then put the mask back on, collect yeah. whatever they have. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and then and then we just, you know, we, we, we cut down the number of A stations we have. So we normally have like seven A stations on this course, and we cut it down to two. Um, and we only had bottled water. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we had we had cans of Coke at one of the half marathon aid stations. But uh, so really, really cut down the aid stations, what we had at the aid stations. So no like loose cups of water floating around everywhere. And then uh, our post race food, we normally have this like massive post race food spread, uh, and we really cut it down to just a few prepackaged items plus um, some individually wrapped breakfast burritos that we get from this great restaurant in Fairfax County called Coyote Grill. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're like almost famous like at our events. And so we're like, okay, we have to have those things. Right. So we got those. That was like the one like splurge item we yeah. did. So yeah. That's awesome. I think we'd get, we, people would revolt if we didn't right. have them. So. Right. Had to have. <laughs> That's a necessary is, yeah. thing. Absolutely. Um, totally. totally. So, yeah. so the reaction from your runners, how, how was it? Man, I tell you, so I was nervous. Um, one that I, I felt really confident that the plan we had in place, that the runners were going to be safe. My team was going to be in safe. Volunteers were going to be safe. But I, I wasn't sure like it was going to be fun. Like that was like yeah. the main thing. I'm like, because it's so different, you know, than our normal, our normal production. And so I, so every race I put out a post-race survey and uh, I did this time as well. And I get, uh, I got more response than I normally do, but probably like a 50% response rate, which is like huge. huge. Yeah, it's really, really. So, and I asked specific questions about like, you know, how safe did you feel when you checked in, when you were running after the race? And it was like, it was a one to five scale, five being totally comfortable. And like 95% of the people plus rated it a five. And like the few people who didn't were a four. So so that was like a home run, right? That was like fantastic. You know, and then I asked like, other questions like you know would you recommend the x2 and all stuff and and none of our other numbers that we use for to kind of get a pulse of whether people enjoyed themselves they weren't they didn't go down at all so i was i was thrilled about that um from a safety perspective and just a consumer experience okay. yeah yeah like i feel like we could do it like i don't mm-hmm. want to do it forever <laughs> you know like, right, like right. Definitely don't do it, but like i feel like for now you know I feel like, okay, it could be fun, you know, which is one of the main things I want to figure out for, for myself is like, can we put on these events and are people actually going to enjoy themselves? Like that was, you know, besides safety, that was like the most important thing on my mind. You know? um, how many people did you have in this race, Andy? So we, we only had about 200 some odd runners. Yep. Uh, so again, we had to cap it because of the, the gathering limit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, it, it was a good, it was a good test, right, of all the operational stuff that we had to do. And um, it was pretty, because of the numbers, it was really stress-free. Like, I never felt crowded, never felt like anybody was running around trying to do right. stuff. It was, it, was, it was really good. Were you, were you out good. there for a lot longer period of time than you normally would have been as a race director? That's a good question. So we started earlier. Mm-hmm. So we had start times from 7 a.m. until 10 a.m. But, so we were there early anyway. Uh, and the last finisher came across the finisher and like, two o'clock in the afternoon so mm-hmm. it actually it actually was about the same length okay. of a day yeah so that really wasn't that big of a difference wow well man congrats yeah. to you and your staff for pulling that off um thanks which is you know it it just uh n- now makes the, the the question is what's next and and <laughs> it was such a success um how can you replicate it and and when yeah so so we actually have two more events in september um, so, uh, not this weekend and weekend after on the 20th, we're doing an adventure race, which is mountain biking, trail running, paddling with a map and a compass kind of navigating around. Um, and that one we had to, we're doing similar stuff. Um, that's more of like a, 
very much socially distanced sport net normally. Um, mm-hmm. But we staggered starts and our numbers, we have to keep them pretty low for that. Uh, and then at the weekend after, we're doing another trail running race. And again, every venue is different, like I said. So um, that was at Fountainhead Regional Park down in Fairfax Station. Sure. And much, much smaller area to start in. So what we're doing with that one is we're actually running start times Saturday and Sunday, like okay. early in the morning. And so we're doing staggered starts basically from like 7 till 8.30 in the morning on Saturday and then doing it again on Sunday. And then we're actually going to leave the course marked on Monday so that if anybody wants to come and run it like on their own, wow. they can they can do that as well. Um, yes, and that was just what we had to do because, again, like Fountainhead is pretty busy on the, on the weekends mm-hmm. and it's still like in the high season of like park usage. And so that was like the one of the best things we could do to help keep people not feeling stressed about being around a lot of other people is um, just run it really tight in the morning for a limited amount of time. So that, that'll be our next sort of like trial of that type of operation. I just see how that goes. So the, the, the website is ex2adventures.com. Um, Correct. Uh, it, you're probably sold out on these races on September 20th, September 27th. 20th, 20th. We are, we got a couple of spots left. Um, you know, I, I tell you, I tell you, I haven't, if anything's fell behind, it's my marketing. It's been, it's been so, uh, it's oh, been so, you're so uh, focused on operations and logistics. Operations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I think, I think we will, I think we will probably hit our, hit our cap. And then, uh, you know, we got some more places, races planned in October, November. Um, you know, we're, we're not quite there yet. We're kind of taking it month by month to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, because things things can change pretty quickly and again every park is every venue is so different um it takes a little while to kind of really think through how it would work at that particular place mm-hmm. um and so i think we're, we're I'm getting close to a good plan for the rest of the year and so over the next couple of weeks um i'll put out some information on that but yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep giving it a go you know and, and uh, as long as people are having fun and and Everybody feels safe, and, and my team is safe, and volunteers safe. We're we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. Well, we're, well, we're gonna use uh, the pace. The nation nation is going to be your marketing <laughs> for this next awesome. couple races. So uh, that's awesome. I, I would you. say, hey, listeners, if you if if you like what you heard, and I think I think there is uh, a lot a lot to like. September twenty seventh, you said is still the Fountainhead race is still open. Uh, yeah, we got a couple spots left. A couple for that. spots yeah. left, and September twentieth is pretty much full. But um, you know, maybe uh, maybe there's a couple spots there too. So check out ex2adventures.com, and you've got some stuff on your site for October, November. So hopefully, um, you're able to pull those off as well. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, really man, this has been it. awesome. So um, Andy, we're doing we're we're going to be doing some stuff with with Andy and Pacers. Um, it, it, like you said, man, it's 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 so sad that uh, you know our friends at Fleet Feet Gaithersburg, um, you know, moved on, and and so we're happy to to kind of fill a void a little bit with you. We'll be doing some gift certificates. Yeah, um, and I'm so thankful for that credit. I'll tell yeah. you, it's got and and don't it's it's uh you guys are doing a ton. So yeah. anybody who comes to an EX2 race. You will get lots of Pacers love, and yeah. uh, I'm very, very thankful for for you guys being willing well, to do that. So thanks, thank you, man. Well, I re- we really appreciate it, and happy to happy to help out, and uh, you know, a great series of events, and 
So um, awesome, Andy. Well, we we really uh, appreciate your time. Congratulations, man. Um, look Thanks. forward to getting together whenever we can in person. Maybe at uh, Brian Knight's. What, what what's what's <laughs> Brian's five K that he call? What, what's it? The West Campus. The West, West Campus five K. <laughs> maybe maybe we can. You know, not that's that's one that he directs, and you don't have to direct. And um, so maybe we can get right. together whenever he can put that on, or some other time, hopefully in person soon. But keep up the great work, and thanks so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it. All right, there he goes. That's Andy Bacon. He is the owner and race director of EX2 Adventure Races. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Andy Bacon, who joined us on the Random Row Brewery Hotline. EX2 Adventure Races, EX2Adventures.com is the website. Um, awesome stuff from Andy. Sounds like uh, they've got a good system, and I, I'd, I'd love to go go out and do one of his races. Fountainhead is coming up. That's a spot where um, I used to love doing long runs at Fountainhead. Have you been out to Fountainhead, Julie? No, I don't no? think so. No? Docs, I know that's a spot that uh, maybe you guys grew up training the West Springfield Harriers grew up training. I'm sorry, the West Springfield Spartans grew up training out out that way. Isn't Harriers uh, runners anyway? So that's true. It, I, that I was going to let well. that slide, but I'm <laughs> glad that you corrected yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've run there a bunch of times, and in fact, uh, uh, I've seen I've been out there for one of those adventure races that my my sister did with nice. her husband. And uh, while they were running the race, I was playing a lot of games with their with their son. With their uh, kids. While, Uncle while they were out on the course. Yeah. Well, I think they only had one kid at the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – and, and he, he really liked playing with sticks. And uh, <laughs> so he was in heaven because there's tons of sticks at Fountainhead. Yes. And, uh, and we uh, saw Brian Knight. Oh, there, you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Knight uh, getting a lot of run on this show today. Um, deservedly mm-hmm. so. Deservedly so. Uh, well, I have a, a scoreboard listener. here in my studio with uh, <laughs> Brian Knight mentions, and right now I'm 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 only two behind, so I just need to say Brian Knight uh, one right. or or two more, times, two more times, and and, and then I'll catch up there. Yeah. So Brian yeah. Knight. There you go. I think you referenced Brian Knight before too, and you said something like, "You know, those are those are people we don't even really think about." And I was like, "Man, <laughs> poor Brian. He's like a pretty <laughs> hardcore he listener." And you're like, "Yeah, here's somebody we don't even think about." He hasn't made it this yeah. far. He's still <laughs> sobbing into his couch. Oh, Brian Knight, swim, bike, run, photography. I give him a plug there. That that should. That, I think about Brian Knight all the time, honestly, well, because of his tweets that he puts out with the sunrise pictures and the yeah. drones and the weather pictures from West Campus. And he pe- tweets at Pace the Nation. Yeah, I so, his stuff yeah, is incredible. Yeah. All right, so it didn't mean to offend. Yes. <laughs> All right, thanks again to Andy Bacon uh, for joining us uh, today on the program. Great stuff there. But it, but if I if I could come to Farley's defense just for one second. Yes, thank you. Uh, and, and this is a rare I'll moment. Here of, we go. I know. No, well, I'll think of a way to to make up for this. 
but I, I understand what he means. He, you know, he's talking about all of the people that contribute to putting on a race. Yeah. And, and you just don't understand the volume of people that are out of work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't think. Yeah. You don't think of all the little pieces. And that was a, that was amazing. He said, you know, his his Portageons, his Bibs uh, company, and he had one other one that was was out of business. Um, Probably Brian Knight. No, he said the Gaithersburg store. <laughs> That's right, the Gaithersburg store. Yeah, poor Brian Knight. <laughs> All right, you win on the Brian Knight mentions. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Is this the most mentions of anyone on yes, a show before sure. that's a listener? All right. <laughs> All right. So um, some other other news we wanted to get to. Um, some sad news. Uh, William Mary Cross Country, they eliminated, I believe it was just the, the men's cross country team. I don't want to say just no. because... They uh, they eliminated the men's track and field indoor and outdoor outdoor so the cross country still but, but you know when you j- just have cross country what's the freaking country, point not, I know what what's is the, the point? point I know so uh, that was really just just drop the axe the whole way please I know I know so Cowards. they had a number of sports <laughs> that were <laughs> the number of sports dropped um, so yeah, that was disappointing to hear from you know a program that has some really strong history um top 10 yeah. finishes at ncaa's and so uh a lot that of was pros really, that have come out of william of and mary as well yeah, yeah. so on uh, the men's side particularly yeah uh, former guest sean graham um you know he ran he's he's the director at american university he ran at william and mary so a number of folks i don't want to do former list, guest though. jason dunn who is former the jason distance dunn, coach yeah. at at uva Good he, call. he ran yeah. at william and mary Yep. Did did Jacob Fry? Yep. Former guest Jacob Fry, mayor he ran, of He ran for William and Mary. Yeah. Current yep. mayor of Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. So We have a couple other people we know that are are famous coming out of there, but we can't mention their names because they're not they haven't <laughs> they been haven't guests. They've on the show yet. Yeah. yeah so, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're only and like they haven't actually fulfilled the level of right. famous uh, status. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Well, I like making lists like this because we definitely included everybody who ran at William and Mary and has been on the show. And there's no possible way anybody's going to come back to us and say, "What about me?" That's true. <laughs> that is true. But that was disappointing news. Uh, as you s- continue to see these cuts happen, uh, track and indoor track, outdoor track, men's programs cut, along with other sports at William and Mary. Uh, all right. In the news section here, also John Kelly, former guest. Uh, speaking of former guests, was in the news. John did something nuts. All right, so Julie, take us again. through again. Uh, again, I know he is the uh, he he finished the Barclays Marathon. Barclay Marathon. Barclays is it S or no S? I forget. Charles Barkley. Barkley. It's, it's yeah. It's it's a Charles Barkley marathons because you marathon, do like five yeah. marathons. It's really the marathon is to, plural. Very difficult to finish. Uh, he did it in record time. Uh, he also had some other feats that he was doing recently, which were kind of crazy. So apparently he did something called a grand round project okay. in a total time of five days, 10 hours and 43 minutes. Is this like bit worthy here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think too many people get excited about this for it to be. Yeah, well, so I, I shouldn't say that because people get really excited about bits, bits too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was, was he wearing a costume? <laughs> he was not. 
It was 185 miles of running with 84,000 feet of elevation gain over 113 summits. Jeez. Plus over 400 miles of cycling. Wow. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. That's and, not a bit. Uh, I feel a little bit worse about my two miles a day <laughs> that I like to run. That's not a bit. You know, dribbling a basketball for four laps, that's a bit. Running a slow mile, that's a bit. This is not a bit. Uh, so that is a, that's a crazy feat. That happened a few weeks ago. Um, so that was newsworthy. We wanted to get to that. Is he a rival of Wardians? You know, I think they're friendly rivals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're both, uh, they both compete in similar events and, you know, are, have similar ridiculous results. Um, all right, so that was uh, ultra marathoning related. Another ultra marathon story in the news here. Uh, Ryan Hall ran his first ultra marathon this past weekend, September fifth. Um, he ran a forty-three mile uh, ultra marathon, and it was in the hills of Colorado, uh, Crested Butte. I think is is the area that he uh, that he ran uh, this grand travis mountain run and uh it it took him all of 12 hours and the crazy part about it is you know fine ryan hall he's run 204 for the marathon um you know so obviously running an ultra isn't a crazy feat but what is crazy is that he'd only run five times the entire year and this was his sixth run of the year and he ran 43 miles so um that's i think kind of a bit um, the guy's fit. I mean, he looks like the Hulk now, <laughs> but, uh, only running five times than, than your sixth run of the year, uh, being a, uh, 43 mile run. Mm, I, I don't know if I'd advise that. Was this done on January 6th? No, this was September, September 5th. Well, cause the, the whole, this was the sixth time I've run this year. Uh, bit works on January 6th. <laughs> right, right. Got it. <laughs> right, that's true. That's true. Or somewhere uh, in that first week, but no, no it was recent. It, so was... apparently he and his wife, Sarah, who runs professionally mm-hmm. still for ASICs, they were going to be in Crested Butte anyways for training. She's getting ready for the London Marathon. As we've talked about on the show, the London Marathon is hosting just elites right. for their race this fall. So they went up there for an altitude stint, which is also kind of interesting because they already live at altitude. Um, but they, he decided this race was all already going to be going on while he was there, and that's why he signed hopped up for in. it. Mm-hmm. He kind of just hopped in. Yeah, if I'm somewhere, I usually just hop in a 5K, not a 43-miler. But Yeah, well, you hop yeah. in marathons, so nah, it's not nah, that far true. off. Considering well, like he doesn't run, really, yeah, and yeah. you run every day, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Also, I wanted to correct. It wasn't the Grand Travis. (laughs) Okay, it was the Grand Traverse Mountain Run. Same. There's no one named Travis that was that grand that they like, you know, made a race out of. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing. Ish. Um, All right. So that was the the new uh, that was in the news this week. Um, I guess we could call the next stories kind of in the news, but uh, a couple of Arlington stories that were. One was one was crazy, and then one is a mystery to me. Uh, we'll get to the mystery in a second. Uh, but the Arlington biker uh, who was uh, like going around 
mooning people on the Custis Trail was finally apprehended. Um, are, are you saying moving people or mooning moon, people? Mooning. Pulling the pants down. <laughs> Exposing himself. I mean, it's ridiculous. The guy was going around, um, you know, ang- he was angry at, at, at runners or, you know, other people walking on the trail. He'd be on his bike, get confrontational with them, and after the confrontation or during the confrontation, he would pull down his pants and moon them. Uh-huh. Uh, he was fortunately apprehended uh, this this past week on August 29th. Uh, his name is David Marlowe. Um, yeah, just bizarre. Which, um, which ironically, on August 29th, the moon was in its full moon cycle. <laughs> is, <laughs> that, that can't be true. I think it was a super blood wolf moon, but yeah. <laughs> Who moon, who moons people in 2020? I don't in know. 2020, I know. Like, when was the last time you had a had a, a mooning story? I know. We're not even allowed to, as we shouldn't be. We're not even showing face, let alone showing <laughs> I rears. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. What is this guy doing? I'm sorry to make light of it because people were definitely offended and affected by this, but. Mooning people? Yeah, it's <laughs> a different level of anger. I haven't, even, I, haven't, I haven't used that term in 20 years. More than that. <laughs> it was probably like in fifth grade the last time you saw somebody moon somebody. Yes. I seriously thought you were talking about moving people, like a bike mover, like like pushing people off the trail. No. That's why no. I had to ask for clarification <laughs> because I was like, well, he couldn't possibly have said mooning because <laughs> we're not in junior high. This guy has like a jail mugshot now. You know, he's a cyclist on the trails. He finally got caught. (laughs) Do you know, do we know how old this guy is? 55 years old. 55 years old. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He mooned five people. Five times. Five different incidents. Five, five, five uh, uh, known incidents. <laughs> Anytime you catch somebody doing something shady like that, there's ten times they 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 didn't get caught. Yeah, actually, they were going back. Apparently, there was somebody doing something similar not too long ago. So they're trying to see big investigation to see if they're if they're linked or if they. Yeah, it could be a copycat. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make light of this situation. It's awful, but it's. What is he doing? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pull. Like, what's pull. what's wrong with just giving somebody the finger? I mean, like, what? I guess that's not offensive. Isn't that enough. what you do when you're mad? Like, like, what does mooning people do? Like, mooning is supposed to be like a funny prank. Like <laughs> when you're in elementary school, and even then, it's terrible. Well, it's a funny prank, Julie, but it's it's not like something you do when you're you're mad at somebody. I love that you said you're not even supposed to be showing your face, yet this guy's going around town mooning people. All right, let me bring it back together. Let me get back together. We'll we'll transition from that. Uh, this is this is almost like you're enjoying this story. I, I know, I know, and also it's like you know, Europe. I don't know, guys and fart jokes or something I like know, that. You're obsessed know. with the the I, mooning I, yeah, situation. I don't know why. I, don't know why. It I shouldn't say me. guys. Maybe little boys. Yeah, I know. All, All right, right. Julie, Sexist. Can... I agree. Um, All right. But 
I, I mean, it's I, I, it is preposterous. I mean, like, <laughs> the, the, that's the part of it that I think is is it's just like who does that? It's like I throwing know. a shoe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like the Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Uh, glad I caught that reference. One of the six that, uh, movies. Yeah, we've named two. Kevin two Bacon was in Austin Powers. <laughs> was he really? No. No way. All right. Um, no fact checking allowed no, here. No, no, don't check that. All right. So I wanted to um, transition from one Arlington story to another. Uh, Bridges of Arlington County. This was... A, a an agenda item that Docs gave us, and I have no idea why. I'm frantically googling it now. But tell us about uh-huh. bridges of Arlington County. Well, I mean, it's it's something that I thought of, and I don't put my thoughts on Google, so you're not going to find that in <laughs> okay. a search. Okay. Um, but it's it's more of like just something that I've noticed when I've when I've been running. We we had these like this huge storms. In the summer of 2019, where, like, if you go down the WNOD trail or Four Mile Run or something like that, where, you know, there's there's a lot of bridges that go over the trail um, that all got knocked out by, like, huge floating logs on, on high rivers or, or the mm-hmm. high creeks. And, uh, high, you know, the high water was there, and it'd take these huge logs and just knock these these bridges down and every time i'm out running i'm like they still haven't fixed these like they're still they're still out you know it's been it's been a year yeah and and i like i i can count them on a run it's 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 so many foot footpaths footbridges whatever on these trails that are that are that have not been replaced and i was kind of curious like is this is this something that that is never going to get replaced? I do know exactly what you're talking about. I don't. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Um, somebody from Arlington County, please uh, tweet us at Pace the Nation. Yeah, when are these things going to be fixed? I don't get it. Yeah, and it, uh, there's been like uh, if if I go like I I do a lot of running on the WNOD, and if you go down to uh, Sycamore Street. Um, you know, just before you get into Falls Church, if you're if you're running from Arlington, yeah, there's a th- there was always a a um an underpass under Sycamore, yeah. That in March they started doing repair work on that bridge on on the overpass, and uh, the underpass is closed, so you have to take a detour and go cross Sycamore, which is a four lane road. So it's 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 busy, and so I don't like that I have to go out on that road, and that that was that work was supposed to be done in March and April, and it's still closed off. It, it, you can't even you, get you can't even get on that section anymore on that uh, on that area where, um, you know, across the street from that restaurant, chasing tails over there. I don't know what that. Uh, yeah. East Falls yeah. Church. Um, you can't even get on there. That bridge is just well, I was, yeah. I was gonna get to that. That's that's on uh, Lee Highway, right? So you, you pass Sycamore, and then you go like another half mile, and and you're on Lee Highway, and they've um, th- that's gonna be nice though. I mean, that's a big intersection. That's right where 66 comes off on on I think exit 68, mm-hmm. uh, and they're building an overpass there, and they've actually been making progress on that. So I think that's gonna be finished soon. 
But, you know, in, in like a half-mile stretch, that's two big roads that you have to cross. And hopefully if they finish the underpass and they finish the overpass, then, you know, hopefully, I don't know how soon, but, but I, I would hope that, that, that fairly soon uh, you don't have to cross either of those streets. Agreed. And that whole, that whole section, once you get to Lee Highway all the way out to, uh, you know, there's like a, another mile that you go, you, you cross the road like five times on the trail. And they're expanding that trail now too. They're yep. doing a lot of work to to expand that. I, look, uh, I know that these are difficult times. I know that that people have uh, other things to do, but I don't understand why why are we doing new work on that trail when there's so many bridges out and and the underpasses are are not being worked on? Why why are we like starting new projects before we finish the old projects? If you're with Arlington County, tweet us at Pace the Nation. That's a great question. Um, yeah, if you're with Arlington County, you got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> it has been interesting, Docs, to see like all the projects that have been like to your point started but unfinished. Like, there's a park, or there's like a couple of parks that we've seen like the project start, and then it's it seems like there's dirt that gets pushed like once or twice a week. It's it's kind of like. Is this a project still? Is it not a project? Like everything kind of seems like it's in slow motion, but then you see them starting these new projects. You know, I I always imagine because I I see this all the time on on new construction jobs where they'll they'll have like a big pile of dirt. And then the the person who's hired to to move the dirt with a large machine Every couple of days, they move the, the, the dirt pile to another section. And I always think like maybe there's like some reason why they have to do this but i doubt it i think it's it's just kind of like one of those well as long as i push dirt every three days i can stay on the project and get paid (laughs) there's some there's a place across the street from our new place and we talk about that every single day i could not agree with you more Uh, i don't know i don't understand all right if you under if you're from arlington county or understand construction um, or if you like to push dirt if you yeah the pushing yeah. dirt thing. You're is gonna a good get a question. lot of lot of five year olds calling in now. <laughs> I want to interview somebody who's a dirt pusher who just pushes dirt back and forth, and that's all they do all day. I don't think there is a method. Yeah. I think it's just to extend. They the don't project. do it all day. You just do it once a day, and then you and then you take the rest of the day off. You've you've you've, you've checked your boxes. Is there is there another group of people we can offend real quick? Because <laughs> I like I'm like really making rapid enemies. I don't know if. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, probably so. Uh, we only have a couple somebody, more minutes. Somebody who to... does hands-on work, preferably. <laughs> we only have a couple more minutes left in the podcast, but we probably can in these last two. Oh, um, Farley, this is not on the agenda, so I hope it's not. Oh, uh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's related to what I'm talking about. Okay. It's, it's, not okay. a, it's not a bridge of Arlington County. You know how I feel about things not on the agenda, but okay, not a bridge of Arlington County. Okay, fair. It's not a bridge of Arlington County, but it, you know we're talking about the trails of Arlington County. And I was on the, I was running yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was running yesterday on four mile run. Okay? okay. And I cross the street, and I immediately pass a couple of people. You know, because you know when you're crossing the street and all this stuff. And one of the guys that I pass. Probably, you know, I'm in front of him for, I don't know, 30, 45 seconds. 
and then he comes he goes flying by me you know like he's he's but it's not like sprinting but he goes right he picks up his pace and he goes he goes faster than me you this, know? Is this, is, this is the worst this is the worst okay. this is definitely the worst but okay. it like he's he pushes the pace so that he gets like i i don't know like not immediately in front of me. I mean, he passes me and he puts a little bit of distance in between us. Yeah, a safe and then he, distance away that he thinks he's buried you at this point is really what he's yes, trying to do. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and then he slows down. I see him slowing down. Uh. So I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna reel this guy in yes. on this road, you know? <laughs> right. So, so I'm running down the road. And, uh, you know, closing that gap and he's getting slower and slower. And as I get closer to him, I start noticing his like his kit, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I use kit because he's definitely wearing soccer stuff. He's not wearing (laughs) running stuff. Okay, no, no shirt. Right. But he's got like these these long team issued shorts. Right. And he's wearing he's wearing close he's wearing soccer turf shoes like I, I i could see him when he's kicking up i'm like what is this guy doing he's on a distance run and he's wearing soccer turf shoes so oh, so man. as soon as i get right up on him i you know i get next to him he stops that's the end of his run so like i'm passing him that's the end of his run and i glance over at him and i'm like oh that's o'neill fisher from dc united you're kidding me. No. Oh, my No, I'm gosh. not kidding you. It's a true story. That's incredible. All right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. frantically, I'm frantically Googling. He's a what? defender. He's, he's, okay. uh, uh, he's Jamaican, and he's, he's a defender. Um, but, but, dude, so here's, here's the thing. So this is, this is why this is relevant. You know, I, I, I am going this weekend. I am working the D.C. United game. Uh, and it, sorry for all the fans that can't go to the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tell you, it's it's not that great of an experience to be in a stadium <laughs> when you right. when you uh, there's no fans there. Um, but I I am going to go there, and I want to tell this story to people on the DC United staff. But I would like to know: Can I mention Pacers? And can I tell them? Listen. Uh, this is not the first time a story like this has come up. I know that you've seen them work out on the track before, yes. and they're 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 wearing soccer shoes. We need to get they're sponsored by Adidas. We need to get the Adidas running rep Absolutely. in touch with them and have a thing where we fit them all for proper running shoes. Adidas can give them the running shoes. And uh, they're not going to be out running in turf soccer shoes for their distance run. It's ridiculous. Well, Kyle is a loyal listener of the show. I'm looking at O'Neill Fisher. That is so funny. Um, I'm glad I didn't sully uh, this random runner slash soccer player uh, as you told the story. I was about to give clown him fiercely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is legit. What, what, what an athlete. I mean, but... His, uh, you know, his running, um, should I say, his... his, his it's forgivable. It's forgivable yeah. that he doesn't have good running etiquette. Yeah, his running, atti- that, his running etiquette yeah. is the worst word I was searching for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. but It's, it's not, forgivable, it, it absolutely. It's, it's, it's not good running etiquette to pass somebody and then slow down. That's annoying. Right. That is. That is really annoying. And, man, 
if, if, if the audience only knew how fiercely competitive Docs was, um, still is, obviously, you, were pass, you're, you passed him back. But uh, back in the day, my gosh, you would have put a hurting on this guy uh, had something like that happened to you. <laughs> That wouldn't have happened back in the day <laughs> that, on that's a distance true. run. That's true. Well, that's I mean, for, for two reasons. First of all, this guy's not going to be uh, – Right. You know, my pace, my pace was at, sure. at a, uh, where randos are, rando Carissians are not passing me. <laughs> but, but also, like, if somebody tried to pass me, I would ruin my day. I would ruin my sure week of happen. running not to let them pass me. <laughs> yes, because I'm very stubborn. Right. That's very true. But the point is, yes, Kyle's a listener. I love the idea, Docs. We got to get we got to get these guys fit for for actual running shoes. Adidas makes great running shoes and they don't have to run in turf shoes on the on the four on four mile run. Yeah. And and look, man, uh, they 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 probably need to be a little bit educated as well. You know, so not just fit for shoes, but educated on like uh, guys. Don't wear your soccer cleats when you're out yep. running on a paved trail. Come on. Yep, yep. We've got we've got a store, uh, you know, right over there by their uh, by Audi Stadium and Navy Yard. Uh, let's get them over there. So I hope that that was okay. I hope that story was okay for for being that's, off agenda. That's freaking hilarious. Farley, this is the weirdest thing as well. Like mm-hmm. where I saw him and where I recognized him. I, I don't know if you remember this. But I actually saw a few years ago at about the same place, Perry Kitchen, who <laughs> who played for DC United at yeah. the time. Yep. Uh, and I saw him on the trail. It's like it, it, I cannot believe it. I've I've seen same spot. Two, that's, th- that's there must crazy. be like the DC United dorms over there. <laughs> they've got like dorms, and they've got one approved running route, and it's that route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Perry, Perry Kitchen was walking his dog and walking with okay. his girlfriend. So, got it. Uh, it. He wasn't even running. Well, um, well, the O'Neill Fisher. Um, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> same route. I don't know, man. What? We got to we got to check this out. That that's some more research. We need to have you do some more research to figure that out. Is that where they all live? I'm I'm, I'm not above stalk, stalking them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this okay. podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we have uh, a lot going on. Runpacers.com. Uh, you can sign up for a virtual fit. You can uh, order uh, all our products online. Runpacers.com. And we've got an exciting announcement coming. I'm just going to tease you an exciting announcement coming soon that I'm not allowed to. Uh, let people know, but we've got an exciting announcement soon. Uh, Who's we? Well, Pacers does. Okay. We as in Pacers. Very, very soon. I'm also, just making sure you're not going to like tell us we're moving again no, or something. No, no, not the Farley family here. No, Pacers. Uh, also sponsored by Random Row Brewery. Uh, they are on Preston Avenue in Charlottesville. You can all also get their beer, uh, coldcountrysalmon.com. Get them delivered to your house uh, this week. Go to coldcountrysalmon.com. Get yourself uh, one of your favorite Random Row beers today. All right, finally, guys, we had uh, ultra marathon runner Jared. You know what? Let's just call him Jared. On he ran every single street in DC. Uh, this mm-hmm. he f- finished uh, this this year and in, in June. Uh, that took him about nine months to do. 
Um, we had to mention an ultra runner who covered every single road in the Florida Keys. Uh, so this is becoming a thing where people are covering every single road in certain areas. Um, oh, yeah. Surprising to me, uh, the Florida Keys, uh, I would just think that would be a longer, bigger endeavor. 910 miles is the Florida Keys. Um, you know, and Jared's run. Every road combined, correct? Every road, yes. Um, his was 2,500 miles in D.C. Mm. So, yeah, so he could... He could do the Florida Keys one pretty easily. Right, right. right just give him a couple days. Uh, no, uh, yeah. so so uh, Jen a Goldbeck. Long weekend. <laughs> Jen Goldbeck finished this challenge running 910 miles from April uh, to August here in 2020. Uh, she uh, completed the 1,464 kilometer run. It sounds better when you say 1,464 kilometers. Yeah. Um, her last her last run was 28 miles. We should definitely move metric for that reason alone. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but uh, also importantly, uh, her Instagram handle uh, is right. Jen, Jen runs with dogs. So yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's why know. this story caught our eyes. She's, right. she's like, she's, she's like checking five or six pace the nation boxes. <laughs> right. With with one tweet. Yep. So Jen runs with dogs. Uh, she did all of the Florida Keys. Uh, what what constitutes the Florida Keys, Julie? We we vacation there regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just surprised it's not bigger than 910 miles. Well, for the from the most part, there's just one major highway that goes from top to bottom. I think it's mm. is it Route One that goes all the way through there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, right. So there's it should it's probably pretty interesting. I, I'd be actually interested to ask her because there's so many roads there that are like not roads right. so i wonder if they needed to be paved or if there's dirt roads that she included in there I and mean, there's some pretty rustic parts of those islands yeah well it stretches from key largo to key west um and it says key largo <laughs> the <laughs> it says Sing it it says they uh that there is 356 square kilometers of land uh that stretch as we stick to the metric uh uh stick to the stick stick to the the is it is it the metric system here with kilometers yeah the metric system yeah um is she european no no she's actually from florida so who knows Mm -hmm. um all right so that was an important story to get to i might have said finally but this is the actual finally um, Docs, you weren't on the unless on the, you think of something else. <laughs> you weren't on the show last week. Uh, we talked about the woman who was chased up a tree by a bear, and um, <laughs> she. <laughs> I mean, I think that's sort of like your your like ideal situation in a marathon, which I think is no. kind of bizarre. No, clarify she that. She chickened for us. out. She chickened yeah. out. Like, I, yeah. I want a bear to maul me sometime during a marathon so I don't have to finish the race. Got like, it. Like, she, she escaped the bear and went up a tree and hid. So yeah. she, she eventually, when the bear went away, she had to climb down the tree and finish her run. Yep. Well, um, we uh, wanted to get your comments on that. She stayed up in the, in the tree for an entire day. 
Um, yeah, I know. That is. That's a long uh, time to be up in a tree, but also kind of cool. Yeah, very, very cool. I could see you doing something. I would like, like that. to live in a tree. <laughs> we, um, we actually effort, effort to, to, uh, to get her on the show, and uh, you know, for now, she said uh, there was. She had so many, uh, you know, interview requests that she wasn't taking. She wanted to focus on her school, which I totally get. Um, I don't. So, she big timed us. Come on. <laughs> She there be. might be some like PTSD involved in this too. I mean, she actually had to go to the hospital because her like muscles were starting to break down from clenching yeah. like the whole yeah. night. I mean, yeah. it's a yeah. pretty crazy story. Her, she went through some trauma for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Rachel Smith. So I, you know, I get it. Uh, but if if you ever uh, change your mind, Rachel, um, you know. Oh, reach we're out still to angling us. to get her on the show. <laughs> I didn't help things. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. Can, can I just can I just throw this out there though? Um, little little known bear fact: bears mm-hmm. can climb trees. I yeah, know, I and she knew that too. I think in the article they talk about how like it was some there were some sort of branches that she was able to kind of kick down or block the bear from. There was something in it that where she was smart enough to realize that this the way that she climbed up it, the bear wasn't going to be able to get to her. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, we really need to get her on the show. I know. She's right. almost like, but Docs, this is like survivor type stuff. I mean, I this is a yeah. a, a perfect well, marriage let, between all of your passions. It is. Well, I, w- I will say, I, I'm, I'm actually, in all honesty, I am glad that she's okay. And I, I make light of it because she, she came out on the, the, the right end right uh in in this story and and it was her quick thinking and and uh quick reactions that that probably saved her life so uh that's the only reason why i'm making light of anything yeah that's true but rachel if you're listening um give us a call love to talk oh, she's to not you. listening <laughs> she's not listening i tell you that all right great show guys um, episode 249 in the books. I can't wait for the celebration all of our listeners are planning for us for next week. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can't wait either. Can't wait for the surprises they have in store for us. It's yeah. going to be awesome. We'll be here next Thursday. Yep. Probably We're early in the morning. Yeah, ready for you. Docs, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but I'm going to be on West Coast time with my new my new uh, job new responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so mornings are going to be it. So the morning time is going to be our new recording time. So listeners, uh, be here um, with all the party gifts. Party, party, party gifts, 9.30 a.m. Yeah. Thursday the... Yeah, 17th. 17th, yeah, yeah there you all go. Right. All right, thanks again to Andy Bacon for joining us from EX2 Adventures, uh, ex2adventures.com. Awesome talk to him about the race that he put on this past weekend. All right, great stuff, guys. Episode 249 in the books for Julie Cully and William E. Docks. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week.
We'll talk right. to you later. Bye, Bye Doc. Happy, later. happy birthday, Julie. Thank you. All right. See you, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I have no idea what any of that means. Right. I don't know what it means either, but I do know when people are fawning over somebody. There's no smoother transition than <laughs> let's have a smooth transition. Then just letting everybody know that was. <laughs> and now, folks, we'll have a smooth transition. <laughs> All right. And let's... now is the part of the show where we transition to another part of the show. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm still here. Okay, so, <laughs> dude, it's it's what sucks about our. We love the the. We I'm glad we're able to do the podcast, but it's just hard for without in person. Like we would have done this in person. Like for other people right. to jump in, it's so freaking yeah, it's hard. hard, right? When yep. on the phone and like, so I end up dominating. So sorry, Docs. Yeah. Did you have any questions, Docs? Did you want to throw in there? <laughs> no, no, we're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>